0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Gavin with Gavin Announcements, Oklahoma Weather Edition. I'm here for your HP announcements, sunny or rainy. I'm here for that. So, first of all, quick shout out to the Blantons We're doing a great job with announcements last week. Second of all, last week was our kickoff for our Days of Serving. Yes, you heard me, days with an S. Days of Serving. And so we had over 33 people sign up to serve. That's really big. That's awesome. That means 33 more needs are getting met, and there are more needs that need to be met. And so if you think you can serve, and you can no matter what age, what season, what location, if you want to serve, Click that sign up to serve button um, and we can find a place for you to fit a role that you can step into, a need that you can meet. Uh, We are the church and the church meets needs because of Jesus. And so that's just what we do because that's what he does. Um, Announcement number two is uh, um, this website. So the website that you're on right now. Um, there's a bunch of different features to it and it's meant to enhance the worship and fellowship experience and so something you can do is click prayer request and they'll open up a separate window a private window where you can chat with someone uh, one-on-one and they will pray with you and uh, talk with you and that's all private that's not going to be in the public chat Um, and so please do that even if it's really big or really small. We all need prayer, especially during this time. Um, all right, another thing you can give on, on the website that we're on right now, uh, you can talk to someone about Jesus if you wanna know more. Um, you can sign up to serve, like I said earlier, uh, and you can interact with each other on the chat. And that's one of my favorite features of this website is that um, already our church over and over again um, i feel like has expressed encouragement and affirmation through the chat feature um, and we can't be together physically but through that chat it's been really cool to see the encouragement that's come out of that and just honestly it's just been really fun hearing from everyone and um, seeing everyone interact uh, during service and so keep on doing that um, if that's not your style you don't have to but it's the, the more you put in, the more you're gonna get out. And so I totally encourage uh, that you put something in the chat, um, that you respond to a question or a slide, um, that you say men when you agree with something in the sermon. Anyway, so just stuff like that, um, you can stay connected. Another thing is uh, the next O2 meeting for students um, is gonna be Aloha theme. Very exciting, so mark that. Um, And then finally, gather around all your communion supplies, your Bible, your listening ears, uh, your worship hands, um, because it's going to be a great service. And then finally, I just want to stop and give you guys time uh, real quick to shoot out a text to someone, um, because we're all connected in the church, uh, but there are a lot of people who aren't connected. Um, and are isolated at home and don't have anything like a Sunday morning to look forward to. And so would you just shoot someone, who, whoever's on your heart, a text and say, Hey, I'm thinking about you. I care about you because Jesus cares about them. Um, and he wants them to know that he cares about them. Um, all right, I'm going to pray for us and then we'll get started with service. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Um, we thank you that you are so, so good. We thank you for the new life that you've given us, and we are so grateful for one another. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us on Gavin with Gavin Announcement, Rainstorm Edition, or Oklahoma Weather Edition. <laughs>
1: as we come to our time for communion, I want you to think about an event that took place just before Jesus was crucified. It happened in the upper room. The disciples were together. They were going to celebrate the Passover meal. And as the meal began, Jesus, the scripture says, took a towel and a basin and he washed his disciples' feet. And that created quite a stir. Because washing feet was the job for a servant, not for the teacher, not for the master. But Jesus wanted them to understand what it meant to be a servant leader. It's interesting that our Lord's brother James, in James chapter 4, verse 8, says, Wash your hands. Maybe he knew about COVID 19. What James was saying was, It is a way in which you draw near to God. The thing that I find similar between both of those events, both of them are humbling. Drawing near to God requires me to humble myself. Allowing Jesus to wash the disciples' feet was a humbling experience for them. Partaking of the Lord's Supper should be a humbling experience for us as well. Because Jesus was willing to give his own life for our lives. Jesus was willing to go to the cross, to die on our behalf, to suffer all that the cross entailed, to the point of death, then to be raised on the third day. As we partake of communion, it will be interesting to see pictures of your house and my house and how we're all doing it, doing the same things, but obviously in different settings. But it's important for us to, I think, be humbled by the knowledge that for centuries, Christians have done it in a variety of ways. But They've always done it so that they could say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your body. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for the sacrifice you made on our behalf. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, I thank you that you do give to us these emblems, this tiny piece of bread, this cup of juice to be a reminder of the sacrifice that was made on our behalf. And father, as we gather with family and partake of these emblems, they may look so different from the emblems that are used in someone else's home but yet, Lord, they represent you. And Father, we are humbled by the knowledge that you have said that you will gather with us when we gather in your name. May we be reminded of your great love for us. Through Christ our Lord we pray, amen.
2: Thank mm-hmm.
3: Park. I'm Matt Crosser and uh, joining me is David Maddox, uh, one of our members and also one of the team members that's leading in the 220 Center. And we just want to take a minute and just chat about how things have been going in in his family's world, and 220 Center's world, uh, our food pantry. Uh, you may not know about that, what that is, and kind of hear from him and kind of to see what's been going on the past few weeks, uh, since kind of all the craziness has happened. So, uh, David, I'm so glad you could uh, do this with us and, and, uh, chat with us. I know you got a busy schedule cause you work at a hospital, right? Yes. Where do you work and do you mind telling everybody kind of like what, what is your normal pre pandemic role?
4: <laughs> yes. I, uh, I'm a physician assistant. I work in uh, pediatric orthopedics at St. Francis Hospital and Warren Clinic.
3: Yeah, I was wondering how much of that has changed, like extra steps to your job and like extra cleaning and extra. I mean, I know like involved in surgeries and stuff, there's a whole lot of cleaning and sterilization you guys usually do.
4: But yeah, in the office, we're wearing a mask all the time. And uh, in the hospital, uh, We, uh, well, they take our temperatures every day at the office as well. Um, but, uh, um, I guess in surgery, we usually wear masks just inside the OR, the operating room, but, uh, right now we're wearing it, wearing masks all the time.
3: Okay. So if you're new listening to this then you may not know what the food pantry is, but do you mind talking a little bit about what it is like in the normal? Uh, the normal phase of life?
4: What happens on a typical day is that uh, when the food pantry is open, we'll sit down with each person that comes through. We'll catch up um, uh, on details of their lives since we mm. had seen them last time. Um, or if they're a new client, we get to, we get to sit down and, and share. They get to share with us where they're at. We get to share with them our vision and dream uh, for their lives and, um, and, uh, in, in, and try to meet their needs and encourage them. Um, and then, um, build a relationship, build some stewardship, some accountability, and, um, even some maybe minor financial counseling, some, some helping them step through some decision processes.
3: So, so after things, after things hit a couple of months ago, What did you guys end up changing and and how did it look?
4: We were concerned with um, maintaining, being able to maintain our safety while being able to meet with the clients and uh, get to at least see their faces and and talk just briefly to them Mm -hmm. at the same time as being able to provide them food Um, and understand that most of the people are from our neighborhood. And so, the term "client" to me still rubs me raw. Maybe it <laughs> should be guests. Either guests, um, I, I still don't feel like the word is quite right. But I, I've started calling them friends of the community, friends of our church, friends in the community. Yeah. So when our friends come through, um, we provide them the food, chat with them briefly. Um, about just how things are going on and we're maintaining about six, six feet in distance. We're wearing a masks. We've had volunteers make masks so that, so that they can have them and we see more of them wearing masks now. Mm. And um, it's been amazing. Some of our friends as well as um, some of our new friends from the community have will drive by and they will thank Highland Park for providing this food and, and giving it to them, and many of them in tears.
3: So have you seen anything in the past few weeks that you've seen God's hand just move in a way that, that you just thought, well, that had to be from God?
4: Yes. Um, the The thing that that keeps coming back to me that I keep seeing is that is that God will provide for and fulfill a need many times before we even knew it was a need Hmm. and uh, we'll provide the the person the volunteer that interaction and we have very few clients that come through um that speak spanish very few and um we had um a, a lady come through um that uh spoke almost no english and um and the and as she came through the line, Omar and I were trying, I was trying some of my Portuguese, Omar was trying some of the Spanish that he knew when he he's he growing up. He's trying to, um, and we were trying to communicate with her and, and, um, and, and she then, uh, we were done and gave her the food and things and she drove on just down the next line. And, um, and Rosie Musica was there that day and was able to communicate with her in Spanish. And, wow. um, and, uh, but I remember that lady telling us in, uh, in the amount of Spanish that I can understand, thank you so much. Thank you so much. God bless you. And she kept repeating these so many different times. I think it was due to her gratitude because the tears she had in her eyes,
3: we may never know how much of an impact that was that one day, and it's so cool that God orchestrated it. So that was the day that Rosie was there, and that was the day that, that this woman came. I know that uh, the 220 Center, the food pantry, has been such an impact on so many people's lives. And how much of an impact have you seen?
4: We um, typically have been able to provide uh, three to four days of food to maybe 90 individuals in a month. Um, give or take, um, but, uh, and that's on a, that's on a fairly busy month. Um, but, um, we have in April, we have seen, uh, over 240. Wow. Um, individuals, um, yeah. that's, uh, pretty much 40 to 41 families each time in April that we were open.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's interesting how many things may be different after all of this and some of those relationships may be part of the thing that's different and the impact and the new roads of relationships that's been made through that. So, well, I know you're on a team um, of leaders and a team of volunteers that have given so much of their time to, to doing that. And uh, I know all those people, thank you for that, and and Highland Park, we love you, you guys, and what you're doing, and and just want to continue supporting it and praying for you guys. It's such an integral part of who we are in our community. Um, I think for some people, we're known for that, um, and so I think that's just really cool.
4: Um, I remember last in the fall we talked about fruit, and recently we talked about fruits of the spirit, and um, and working together and trying to be sensitive um, to, uh, to God's, um, u- uh, using us. I think that many times when these needs are fulfilled by people, it's, um, at the food pantry, it's because God has prompted people, you know, go be generous in this way, give of your time in this way. Um, and, uh, and people have come in and, um, because I think they've been sensitive to God's leading in their lives. They come in and they fulfill these needs, needs that I didn't know. I didn't know the Spanish speaking lady was going to be coming through the line. Mm -hmm. And yet there she was. And God provided a native Spanish speaker to be able to communicate to her. Um, And I mean, there's just multiple times, time after time, after time, just this last Saturday food bank or food pickup, we were at Walmart. And we were um, had been provided some uh, a, a monetary gift to be able to buy bread and uh, and uh, and fruit and canned soup. Connor asked me, said, "You got it? You guys okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll be okay. Yeah, we're fine. We're gonna load the stuff in our truck and we'll bring it up there." And the night before, or maybe it was that morning. That morning, Saturday morning, Connor said, Uh, you sure you don't need me to come?" <laughs> and I was like. Well, yeah, sure, yeah. Come on, we'll meet me over here at this time, and uh, and you know what? We barely got there back in time to be able to mm-hmm. set things up, and it was because Connor was there to help help us, mm-hmm. and, and load that. He loaded up the bread in his truck and he took off, and we got <laughs> up there. And they started unloading it and putting it out, and um, and you know, I I I just think that he was being sensitive to, to God's um, direction in his life and decided to ask me. And, um, and I, I was like, God, he's asked me twice, once last night, once again, this morning, I'd be stupid not to listen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: Is there anything that people can do like right now to be supporting the 220 center, the food pantry?
4: You know, the thing that is on my heart, um, and I think it's on the hearts of many of our volunteers and um, and the staff, and that is that we have maybe, I'd say probably 15 to 20 new families that have come um, to, that we have never seen before or we haven't seen them in years. I'd like us to pray that those people would connect with us Hmm. and be able to and in the future when we open our doors again that they will be there to come and and um and connect with jesus
3: Hmm. Are there any specific things that you guys need um like grocery items or toiletry items or anything like that
4: um we have had several uh, new volunteers, um, and we will be—we um, uh, are scheduling them and talking to them. Um, we are planning a, another uh, food donation drive-through. Okay. Um, and that will probably be on the 16th of, of May. Uh, keep your ears to the ground on that. Okay. Um, we will be letting people know, and probably better um know at that time what our needs are
3: all right well cool well you guys heard it here first uh there's gonna be another food drive if you missed that on that one you can still take part in this one and they'll put out a list of things that they need and you guys can go shopping get stuff out of your pantries your your extra stuff and share in common like the early church and then uh bring it through and you can just drop it off uh, you don't have to get out of your car and drop off the stuff uh, through the drive and they'll take it gather it, sort it, and get it ready to pass out so thanks David for being here and thank the whole rest of the team uh, you guys in the chat uh, if you're on the two twenty center team we just thank you guys for everything you're doing and um, in the chat right now, would you just uh, put out how much you appreciate what the two twenty center team's doing and maybe even put out a prayer for them that uh, that they can do the tasks that God has set before them. Thanks, David. Appreciate you guys. Thank
4: you, Alan Park. Thank you.
5: Hey, my name is Brian. It's good to be with you today. And uh, I would like to start off with a little interactive element here in the chat window. If you have that open, would you just type in what group you belong to when you were in school? Maybe you're in school right now. Uh, maybe you were in school a few years ago or a few decades ago or a few centuries ago, whatever it may be. But just go ahead and type in what group did you maybe most associate with? Maybe you were a jock. Maybe you were kind of a prep cool kid. Maybe you were a band or music person. Maybe you, you always just hung out with the bookworms and you were always studying and, and were really into the academics. Maybe a loner or a hippie or a punk or goth. Just go ahead and type that in there, and I'm sure people will enjoy seeing what other people list there. Maybe you can just say it out loud to somebody in your house as well. But we all want to belong somewhere, don't we? We want to be united with a group of people. We've been in this series called Between Two Trees because in the garden in Genesis 3 and in Revelation 21 and 22, there's a tree that is good to be under but then sin comes and the problem is that we live between those two trees and we've been talking about what it takes to survive between these two trees and to thrive between these two trees and it has something to do with the tree between the two trees the cross of Jesus today I want to talk about how we are called to be unified under the tree under the tree of God Ever since Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, we've had a problem. We haven't been unified with God. We haven't been unified with one another. There's all of this friction. You can see it all around us. Our union prevents us from having this oneness, this closeness to God. Uh, Instead, we choose union with sin and union with death. And oftentimes, we're unloving with one another I mean, before the pandemic, people were arguing and screaming at one another. And now that we're in, an acad- in a pandemic, what are people doing? Arguing and screaming at one another. We can't even be nice to each other when we're sick. We have some problems, don't we? And it's because we've had this union with sin and death that perverts and changes our motives and desires and everything in us. But life doesn't have to be that way. Let me tell you how. Maybe let me begin by telling you a little confession. I love cliff Bars. I, I, I love them. I, I, I love to have one for breakfast with a banana if I'm rushing out the door. I love to have a cliff Bar sometimes between breakfast and lunch. Sometimes I like to have a cliff Bar with my lunch. Sometimes I like a cliff bar between lunch and dinner. Sometimes cliff bar is a good snack after dinner. It's great for right before a run or right after a run. I, I, I love cliff bars. And the thing is, I'm not the only one in my family. If you look in our pantry, about half of everything in our pantry is a cliff bar. We like cliff bars. But imagine that we were in this new world and uh, when you checked onto an airplane, you weren't allowed to take anything except one small little Tupperware container. You could put in there anything you wanted to. And imagine if I walked up to to airport security and I had Tupperware but it was full of all this junk. There's some old pencils, some trashed paper, an old paper towel, some old straws, like one of those little mushy things that looks like a brain that you can squeeze It's supposed to be good for stress. There's kind of a bunch of junk that's kind of torn up in here. And imagine if I came up and they said, okay, is, is that what you want? I was like, well, can I take the cliff Bar too? He said, no, only what's in the Tupperware. What should I do? You're probably yelling it out loud right now. You know what I should do, right? What I should do is empty out the junk so I can put the cliff Bar in here and I can eat it on the flight to wherever I might be going. And that helps us understand a little bit about Philippians chapter 2. So if you have your Bibles, look there, and I want to talk about what it means to, to empty ourselves. In Philippians chapter 2, Paul is begging them, would you please love one another, consider each other better than yourselves, uh, have the other person in mind, don't be fighting, but love one another, be unified, be together. I mean, Paul is begging them. And we get down to verse 5, and he says this, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. He made Himself, nothing. The text actually says literally, he emptied himself. He he got rid of any little bit of thing that he might have wanted to hang on to. We know that Jesus lived a perfect life, but what do we have in us? Pride, selfishness, and addiction to comfort. All of these things that we want. So how can we be unified with God? We have to take all of the junk in our lives and say, this isn't valuable for me to keep anymore. I don't wanna be unified with this anymore. I don't want this to be my existence, this to be my life. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't have to be anymore. What if we took all of the junk in our lives and said, I don't have to be united with it anymore. Instead, I can empty it out so I can have what brings me life. And it's way better than a Cliff Bar. It's Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they will be with me." Why does Jesus not just barge into the door if he wants to be with somebody? It says he stands at the door and knocks. What does Jesus desire? He desires for you to open the door and welcome him in so he can be with you and you can be with him. Shane Wood says that sometimes he feels like God is trying to say to him, Shane, you are really good at doing things for me, but terrible at doing things with me. Sometimes we don't act like we're in unity with God. Ed Stetzer says we get so busy with the work of the Lord that we forget about the Lord of the work. God wants to be with you. You see, if Jesus knocked and you thought too highly of yourself, you would, you would say, well, I don't need you, go away. And if Jesus knocked and you thought too lowly of who God made you to be, then you might say, I don't deserve to have you, my house, I don't want you to see how messy my house is. No, 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 go away. Both people tell Jesus to go away. And you know what the problem is with both? One thinks too highly, one thinks too lowly of themselves, but the truth is they're both thinking about themselves more than Jesus. And Jesus says, I'm knocking and I would like to come in. And the question is, will you open the door for him? So we have to empty ourselves. Not thinking too highly, not thinking too lowly. We don't empty ourselves so that we stay empty. We empty ourselves so we can be full. We can be united with Jesus. Don't you want to be united with Christ to be part of his forever family? Romans 6 says that we can be unified with Christ through his death so that he pays for our sins and be united with him in life so we can live united with him. We are united with Jesus and we die to our old union with death. And we are united with him in union with life. Now, does that mean we won't still have struggles and temptations? No. But does it mean that we don't have to choose them? Yeah. Does it mean we can choose union with life over union with death? Absolutely. And we can be united with Christ. If you're watching this and you've never been united with Jesus, if you're trying to do this on your own, or you're trying to rely on maybe a friend or a job or money or whatever it is that you're chasing and you realize that union with those things will never bring you true peace and joy and those things certainly won't forgive you of your sins we want to invite you to be united with jesus if you're watching this live on sunday morning uh, with everybody else then there's a button that will come up that just says hey i, I would like to follow jesus and if you'll click on that then You can just complete that and somebody will be in contact with you and would love to visit with you. And if you're watching this later, after Sunday morning, just look at the bottom on the links there. Again, you can click that button and we would love to talk to you and study with you and pray with you and be ready to help you follow Jesus. Romans 6 talks about how that union with Jesus in death and life is perfectly represented in baptism. Going... To the grave and coming up new and you can die to your sins you can leave that life and allow jesus to pay for your sins and be made new in him and we would love to help you on your journey <clears throat> you know when we empty ourselves of pride and selfishness so that we can be united with jesus the next thing that jesus wants us to do is to also be united with one another. You know, Paul is desperately begging the people in uh, the book of Philippians, be united with one another. If, if this would make my joy complete, he says. He, he's pleading. And Jesus also prays for the disciples, for you and me. In John chapter 17, he says, I pray that all of you may be one with God. So united with God and one with each other united with one another. That's what Jesus wants for the church. And you know why? Verse 23 says of John 17, then the world will know that you, Father, have sent me. How will they know? Will they know because of how great our online technology has become? No. Will they know because of um, how great a program might be? No. Will they know because we have the perfect argument to prove everything about Jesus? No. They will know because of our love for one another and for them, for our union with one another and our care for others. That's how they'll know because we've loved one another. We've been united with one another. God wants there to be unity with one another in the church, even when we disagree about the best response to this virus. Unity in the church, even when we uh, disagree about who the greatest basketball player of all time is, and you're wrong, and you think it's James and not Jordan, watch the documentary. We, We should have unity, and we can have unity in God, even when we disagree about politics. Unity with one another, even when we look or speak or think differently. Unity with one another, because we all have emptied ourselves and been filled with Christ, union with one another. If you aren't at union with someone who's a fellow believer, this would be your moment right now to maybe ask for prayer. And we have people who would love to pray with you right now about that. And we're going to encourage you to take some steps towards restoring that union with them and keeping in mind that we want you to be healthy and relationships healthy and there's some extenuating circumstances, we want you to be aware of. But that's why it's wise to ask somebody to help you walk through the process of being unified with one another because that's a Jesus' prayer. And we want to help that prayer come true in our lives. Maybe um, you aren't praying for the unity of the church right now. I'm telling you, we believe that it's gonna be difficult for the church to stay unified in these days. When there's stress and when there's ups and downs and when there's frustrations and there's disagreements about how to handle things, we know that sometimes unity can be jeopardized and so we are praying as a leadership for the unity of the church. Would you join us in that prayer? And will you help people know who Jesus is by the unity we have for one another? So we've offered an invitation for those who aren't united with Christ. We want to offer the invitation for you if you're not united with one another. That Again, you can ask for prayer right now if you're with us live, or you can click on that prayer link below if you're watching this later. But if you would like to take a step of following Jesus or being united with one another, we want to ask you to take advantage of that even in this very moment. Let me pray for us. God, I pray for everyone who's watching this, whether they're in Tulsa or far away, that in this moment, whatever this moment might be for them, whenever it might be, we pray that they would listen to their heart's desire to be united with you and would be willing to empty themselves so that they can be full of something so much better, you, for eternity we pray for the church that we can be united in this time. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: I cast my mind to Calvary, where Jesus bled. Savior on that cursed tree. His body bound and drenched in tears, they laid The blazing sun shall pierce the night, and I will rise among the saints, my gate.
5: Between the sermon and the giving time and announcements that I'm about to do but I just finished off that Cliff Bar and it was delicious hey, hey I do have a couple of things I want to share with you that are important and one is I just wanted to give a hats off a big round of applause a big cheer for our stewardship team years ago they made a really wise choice to get our online giving uh... ramped up and ready to go and working very well and when they did that um, not every certainly lots of churches had not done that and it took some work and our team did a great job of putting that in place and people have used that um, some people use it all the time and some people have used it every once in a while but here in the last month our online giving has doubled and i've just been thankful that our stewardship team had the wisdom to do that long time ago so that we would be ready for that and uh, when you give you are welcome to give online that is safe and a secure way to do that we still have people who mail checks in to the church because they want to support the ministry that way or they come by and they put it in the Dropbox and those those ways are great as well there's a text number that we'll put up and you can text that number and it will send you a text reply back with information about how you can give that way or if you've given that way before, then you know, the, you know the drill and how that works. And so we would encourage you to continue to give and to support the church. We have been very blessed and just want to say thank you for doing that. Uh, we're able to continue right now supporting all of our missionaries and ministries. And so we just want to say thank you and we want to continue to do that. We've changed how some of that money is allocated so that we can meet current needs. You know, there's plenty of needs in the neighborhood. And then there's some things that we don't and then I have to spend money on. And so we were able to shift some of the budgeting stuff around. But we want you to know that we appreciate your giving and it's going to allow us to keep caring for lots of the needs both in our church community and in our neighborhood uh, in the Tulsa area. And so if you would like to give, we would encourage you to go ahead and do that. If you're watching this later, you can just go to hptulsa.com and click on the give side if you would like to partner with us financially. We would really appreciate it. Uh, Let me pray for any giving that may happen and that God would continue to supply those needs. God, we just want to say thank you for those who have partnered with us financially. And we we realize that there are many needs right now. There's been job loss. There's been reductions in salaries and work hours and added expenses and added stress and lots of things. And we pray that Highland Park would continue to be well-positioned to care For our church family and for our neighborhood and it's in jesus name we pray amen well i do have a couple of important things to say right before we go first thank you for being with us and we would love for you to share this with others Uh, you can go to hptulsa.com and uh, click on the link there and just share uh, today's service with others you can always find previous weeks under the media tab uh, maybe just share a little testimony of what God is doing in your life. But we we want you to realize that we hope that this helps propel you into the rest of the week as you worship God in different ways in your neighborhood, in your family, in your community, and, and so on. Uh, we are excited about next week. Uh, we are going to be in Revelation 21 and 22, and I'm going to do something a little bit different for my sermon. It's Mother's Day but Revelation 21 and 22 is great. And as I begin studying the passage, I realize there are 10 ways that Revelation 21 and 22 show that God is a little bit like a perfect mom. Not just any mom, but a perfect mom. And I'm gonna tell you those 10 ways, all from those two chapters, two of the greatest chapters in the Bible. So that's what we're gonna do next week. I hope you and moms can join us for that. Be sure to invite other moms to join us as well. Uh, By the way, those are the last two chapters in the Bible, and they are pretty exciting, so uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, Also, we wanted you to know that we will continue to do this format um, at least through the month of May. Uh, We're going to need quite a bit of lead time, uh, and we don't want to begin preparing and getting everything in place to move back physically to the church building prematurely. We want to see... Uh, what happens here in Tulsa and Oklahoma in the weeks to come with the lifting of some of the restrictions. uh, There's still some restrictions that are pretty strict that would be placed on on churches and those would be difficult at best right now to navigate especially when you throw children into the picture of how all that might work and right now we're having a really great response to this we don't want to transition until it can be better than what we're doing now and right now we're not sure that it could be and uh, and we also want to care uh, for the most sensitive amongst us and for those who are vulnerable and who this is really a time for them to worship and so we're trying to navigate all of that we look forward to the time where some smaller groups can begin getting together and we'll be just watching closely getting the best input praying about that encourage you to pray with us as well and so uh, Anyway, we'd be glad to answer any questions you have. You can email us at info at hptulsa.com at any point. Uh, You can call us through the week, and we would love to visit with you and talk with you. We'll see you later.